Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Tonight on an all-new OK Talk. I see this thing behind Ellie, between Ellie and Joe. The pajama creature. And she, like, looked at me when I said hepatitis, and she's like, I'd use a straw. And when she said I'd use a straw, I'm looking her in the face as I would do to any normal human. Yeah. And she had... She had like bangs. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know how to say this, but like, are you? You saw this? She had too many fucking teeth for her mouth. But the crazy thing was, was like, a lot of them were sharp. Don't worry. Fear is merely a side effect. This is OK Talk. True story. I was at Costco one day and all of a sudden the nature called. Yelled it's more like it. So I hightailed it into the john and there's some sensitive guy changing his little boy's diaper on one of them baby ironing boards. And don't you know I slipped on pee and broke two vertebrae which had to be fused together? I'm in constant pain, but by God, I got me a $53,000 settlement. You like these palaces? Yeah. Mercury Studios. Place is all right. What up, Josh the Kilt Maker? My boy. How you He's doing? He's probably the only one watching at the moment, huh? How you doing? We got the one one, one eyeball or two? We up to two yet? 
I'm not starting this thing until we get to three. Three eyeballs or the nothing. The show ain't even going to start till I get to three. Tell a friend. Better share it. Share it. Like it. Share it. Pass it along. Anyway, as it were, welcome to OK Talk. I am Clinton. I'm Matt. And uh, the lady there holding the phone. That's Miss Ellie. Back in and Studio D. We're back in studio. It is October the 5th, 2017. Night of the first harvest moon of October. Yeah. Oh. Up to three eyeballs. Don't ever cut me off again. <laughs> That'll be the end of it. Now the show can start. I'd already started it, though. That's the thing. She should have known. I already started it. Uh, so let me get my train of thought back. Mm-hmm. No, it's the first harvest moon of October in over a decade. Which is cool. Look at that. It's a night of magic, wizards, and wiz- wizardry. <laughs> the witches are frolicking outside. Yeah. And after we get done here, I'm going to perform a ceremony at a haunted cemetery. Okay. And hopefully attract a dark lord Conjure. to follow me home. Conjure a demon. Spark a beetle. <laughs> <laughs> I will spark a beetle. <laughs> so I don't, um, I don't doubt that. Yeah, I got some things to talk about, about October and everything, but since we are OK Talk and this is an audio medium, mm-hmm. oh, honey, I'm so sorry. I should have given you this. You want to come get this paper towel real quick? You can walk that in here, grab this roll of paper towels that'll work. Does that thing really not have a stand attached to it? I'm telling you, it is a straight selfie stick. Mm-hmm. Look, look. What's up? That's how we do. So fancy up in here. Man, look at this. Our palace. What up? All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I know uh, I have a lot of October things that I want to get to, and I have a lot of stories, but since we are an audio medium, I have some fun audio, and I actually think that there's a good chance you may not have heard some of this stuff yet because... You are out of the news cycle these days. Mm-hmm, somewhat, yeah. So, obviously, everyone knows that it's been hurricane season, and hurricanes have been hitting a place in particular. And that place is a body of land known as an island. I don't know if you knew about that. All appropriate. No, 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 no. The wheeze, the wheeze, the wheeze. <laughs> I mean, she got a sheet and everything, man. <laughs> she got a cut sheet and everything? Seriously. Do you know anybody that's working in radio? Maybe we can get up in this bitch. <laughs> Faye, Faye, Faye. So anyway, I brought you that to bring you this. I appreciate that. I uh, don't know if you saw any of our president. Our, oh, yeah. our esteemed president down in Puerto Rico. Oh, no, I saw a lot do, of it. Doing lots of awesome things <laughs> and saying lots of awesome stuff. You can go ahead and bring that down. There you go. Um, So I, I just don't know if you heard this. He's addressing the peoples. And this, of all the things, may be my favorite thing he's said so far. Okay. All appropriate departments of our government, from homeland security to defense, are engaged fully in the disaster 
and the response and recovery effort probably has never been seen for something like this. This is an island surrounded by water, big water, ocean water, surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. This is an island surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. This is an island. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, President Trump. I love the term big water. Yeah, because, you know, what else would an island be surrounded by? But it's like someone first learning English, big water. So the, the, the two things that I wanted to play for you today bring me two different clips that remind me of two other clips. Yeah. So that awesome clip of Donald Trump in Puerto Rico talking about ocean water, big water, big water, ocean water, reminding us that an island was, in fact, surrounded, <laughs> surrounded by, by water. water. In case you were, weren't aware of how islands work. Right. So uh, I don't know if you'll remember this. You were at Cliff. We were at Cliff together mm-hmm. during a House Armed Service Committee meeting held in March of 2010. Representative Hank Johnson, a Democrat from Georgia, questioned Admiral Admiral Robert Willard, commander of the U.S. Pacific Command. I do remember this. About a proposal <laughs> to move 8,000 Marines from the Japanese island of Okinawa mm-hmm. to the U.S. Pacific Island territory of Guam. And in the course of that questioning, Representative Johnson expressed concern about what adding thousands of Marines and their families to Guam might cause. <laughs> the small island. This is a uh, island that at its widest level is what, 12 miles from shore to shore? I don't know how many square miles that, that I like how is. it sounds Do like he's happen to know arriving at a point that. here. I figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and, uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> I think we have proof of two people who are in the government who are not exactly sure what an island what an is island is made of what it is capable of did did was he just saying that he thought maybe it was floating well clearly yeah he thinks it's a, a floating body of uh, of land uh that is in danger much like a boat uh a, a is totally it, reasonable is it buoyed is it anchored <laughs> well no rather I mean, it's than just, being the top of a mountain right that extends yeah. below the ocean i would like to see his face explode if you tried to tell him that actually the top of the mountain mountain. yeah he clearly thinks it's just some sort of floating you know land mass while while very big and very hard to tip over were you to move thousands of marines eight thousand marines maybe their wives sixteen thousand people that's a little bit you're pushing it can you play that shorter one real quick (laughs) yeah my my fear is that uh the whole island will uh become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh and capsize uh we don't anticipate that <laughs> i love the response to the response is so wonderful the pause the pause especially since you um y- y- you cannot foresee 
that being his comment. No, there's no way you knew that was coming. No, up in, up until that point, it sounded like he was even up until the 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 half a sentence before that, where he says, "I fear the island may become so overpopulated." You're thinking, all right, maybe he's worried about the Food, eco- the ecology, yeah, or yeah. like how do you supply that many people on an island? We're gonna damage the butterfly population. <laughs> exactly. You think, all right, he's going somewhere, uh, but no, no, he throws a the the curviest of curveballs at you and saying that the island may tip over now. Uh, to me, I want to know what's on the other side. You tip that island over, there may, there may be a better island on the other side. I think we're starting to get into the earth is flat, the earth <laughs> is a pizza. And we all know what's on the bottom of pizza. Mm-hmm. Crust. But it's not as good as the other side of it. <laughs> no, the other side's clearly better, which is why... the goodness. It's why we're on this side of the, so of the, the pizza. the crust of the island. Better. Literally, there is crust underneath there. It's just a mountain connected to the crust of the earth. Uh, And then, of course, you did, in fact, see the uh, what is now affectionately dubbed the mad pooper. Yes. Can can we go ahead and just get a little bit of that? That, well, that audio. New tonight, a family has had enough. They say a woman is defecating on their sidewalk near Briargate and Union in Colorado Springs. The family says they've caught her in the act twice now. They've begged her to stop, but now Springs police are getting involved. 11 News reporter Spencer Wilson joins us live in the studio. And Spencer, this is so gross. What is the family saying about how often this is happening? Elisa, according to the Buddy family, about once a week, they're getting all too familiar with the paper towels she wipes with and the nasty surprises she leaves behind. We call her the Mad Paper Pine Creek. <laughs> Kathy Buddy and her family have had enough. And it's not like it's private. People can see you. I mean, we're seeing her. So. Pants around ankles. In broad daylight, her kids saw it happen first. They came screaming, you know, you're not going to believe this. They're like crying. It's like, what? And they're like, there's a lady taking a poop. And so I come outside. It's like, oh, dear goodness. <laughs> And so I was like, are you serious? Are you, are you really taking a poop right here in front of my kids? And she's like, yeah, sorry. Kathy sorry says that. <laughs> if that was it, there wouldn't be a problem. And so I thought for sure she's mortified. It was an accident. She'll go get a dog bag, come back, clean it up, you know, and never run here ever again. Um, not the case. Kathy says the runner knows what she's doing and comes with napkins in her pockets. There's a bathroom across the street right here. Um, our park has porta potties. Um, there's a gas station right here. She's even working on an embarrassing smear campaign, posting this sign to get her to cut the. Well, he didn't you know. Necessary. He, he did it's not disgusting. need to say that. The bottom line is it's disgusting. Officers have asked Kathy to snap some pictures of the runner and get the word out, hoping she will stop before indecent exposure and public defecation charges. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society to drop your trouser and relieve yourself right there when you know there's people around especially all right i want to i want to ask you a question i've written an answer down here that i feel might be correct Mm -hmm. excluding children have you ever and how often have you seen an adult human defecate in person Mm. seen it Right. See, much like this story is. Like seen it or seen the remnants. Not, not the remnants. Is everyone like actually, familiar with my seers pooping story? <laughs> exactly. Uh, seen someone visibly watched them do it. Hmm. 
Trying to think, man. I've been to a lot of fish shows. You That's know? what I'm saying. That's what um, I'm saying. No, I would say uh, as far as seeing the dookie exit the bottom, no. Oh. I've definitely seen someone squat in the woods. Okay. But I am, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm grossed out talking about all kinds of things. So, like, I'm definitely <laughs> not trying to look at it. That just isn't my thing. You know, I'm sorry if it's yours. but I feel bad because I wrote yes twice as my answer. You literally <laughs> wrote the word yes twice or yeah. you just wrote yes twice? No, I wrote yes as in yes, I have seen it twice as I was expecting you to have two separate occasions on which you'd you'd seen it. I feel bad that that's not the case. But Oh, uh, you were guessing that I right, would have yes. had. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say one, but I, I can't think of two. And And it does sound like something that I would... Again, I don't know how many people have found Dookie in a Sears in which they worked. Right. But. uh, But, And the one in the woods. Or when you were cleaning up around the Lake Worth. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that because it was monster Dookie. It's true. That may or may not have been human. Well, if it came out of a human, that human is not well. (laughs) As in they can't live anymore because their colon Mm -hmm. is overgrowning. Um, but the best part about the Mad Pooper story is it reminds me of a very, very famous story from 2008. Okay. Ellie, please. It was sitting on that cement right there. For about a year, Jean Mansell has cherished her cement Jesus statue, an heirloom from her late uncle. There was footprints behind it and footprints in front of it. But Thursday morning, Jean walked outside only to find that Jesus was gone. My husband got a phone call in a real graspy voice over the phone saying, check your mailbox. In the mailbox, a ransom note. The note basically said they were holding Jesus for ransom. The note reads, we are holding Jesus ransom until you clean up the poopy from your wieners and trust us, we (laughs) see you take your wieners for long walks without picking up their poopy in our yards. This has upset us dearly, so please clean up all the wiener poopy if you want to see Jesus unharmed. It has to be a, a young person because they put these little lines next to the word Jesus. No adult's gonna waste their time doing that. And referring to wiener poopy, my gosh. (laughs) Jean has four wiener dogs and admits there was a complaint last year about their leavings, but says she's cleaned up every pile since. I take my dogs for a walk. I carry a plastic bag with me and I, I pick up anything that they do. Now, Jean just wants her statue back and says she won't press charges if Jesus isn't harmed. And I thought, my gosh, something like that's going to be safe in your yard. It wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't. The trail off. It wasn't. We've got the wiener poopy. Clean up the wiener poop. We've got Jesus. Clean up the wiener poopy. My God. Clean up the poopy from your wieners. Clean up the. We've seen your wieners leaving the poopy. Clean up the wiener poopy if you ever want to see Jesus again. 
I guarantee you. That's what I, I, I had not heard that one. I don't know how that one had not crossed my path yet. I guarantee you when Noah wrote the Bible, he did not think that those words would be said about Jesus. No, certainly not. I guarantee it. <laughs> All right, what do you think? You, you think that we've given these people enough live stuffs? I think so. It's time to get into the real shit. You think? Um, okay, well, all of you that are still there, or have you already stopped it? Okay, all of you whom are still with us. I see several eyeballs. She just, she just said two. I saw four at one point. That means someone came to watch and decided it wasn't good enough to done. stick no, with. They want to hear. They want to hear the finished product. Please. Is it loud in there? Hmm. I'm disappointed in all of you. I'm sorry. And, and let me tell you, this may be the last one then because when I feel disrespected, I'm just kidding. We'll, thank, probably, we'll th- probably do it again. All, all like four of you, thank you. <laughs> and if you come to the page after the fact and you're watching this now. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I just said just then. Um, it's been a really, really tough time for both of us being here sitting so close to each other thank you seriously for watching okay talk and go rate and review the show share the things do the stuff this episode will be out soon all right bye you rule ellie thank you for that small town monsters it's like a small town monsters production on acid with mark madsky narrating it i remember that evening just like it was yesterday It was Thursday evening, December 9th, 1965. There was a breaking news story coming on the radio about this brilliant fireball. This fire object was seen from the tip of Ontario, Canada, over Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. It's a freak show of a story. There's all kinds of weird phenomena from UFOs, strange lights in the sky, cryptid creatures, haunted locations. There's just a, a really concentrated area right here. There's a lot of weird activity that goes on. It's crazy. This window opened up in this black darkness. This thing went in. This window shut. There's some ridiculous animation in it. Mark's deadpan delivery is just so on point. It is so bizarre. Has a very 80s video game feel. It's profoundly artistic. Seth does what he does really well. So I do have an exciting announcement to make. Mm-hmm. So very excited about this, but our friend Seth Breedlove of Small Town Monsters. Doing a lot of great work up there. He has. uh, Has asked me to narrate the third and final part of the trilogy of high strangeness in the Midwest, which of course began with Mothman Mm -hmm. and then was Invasion of Chestnut Ridge. And the next movie is The Flatwoods Monster. Mm Mm-hmm. I do not know how much you know about that. I, I've heard it, but I've not I've not heard much about the... It's, it's a name that I've heard, but I don't know the story behind it. Completely weird. It's going to be amazing. And there's some other stuff attached with the project that is really cool that will um, kind of help make it the biggest yet. I actually talked to Seth before he came in here today. If you haven't already checked out any of the stuff, obviously you need to. 
It's been it's been very exciting to see from the sidelines and and behind the scenes in you know a small way of how this project has developed from relatively straightforward documentaries about monster sightings or Sasquatch sightings or whatever it happened to be to documentaries that have not just a story to tell but a point of view and a way that the, the st- they want to tell the story. I, I think it's so cool to see, you know, you're you're seeing the real-time development of, I think, a really good filmmaker oh, in yeah. Seth. There's no question. Um, really, really impressive. And, you know, at first I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, this guy's making some neat little documentaries. But now it's like, oh, this is serious business. Like, this, this is really, really interesting stuff that he's putting out there. And his wife is so hilarious because she will take a picture of him passed out in bed with his hair all disheveled and the <laughs> covers pulled up to his neck and then make a meme out of it that it's like one of the most important directors of our time. <laughs> She's definitely keeping him in check and he's a daddy. And that, as I know, that totally changes the way that you look at a lot of things. But um, he, he's just it's awesome. The whole team over there is awesome. The cool thing is the last time I was working with the red eye guys, I'd been there for a couple of days and Eric asked me about the podcast and how it was going. And Mm -hmm. we kind of got on the topic of legend tripping and Gary McNamara, he's hilarious from Buffalo, but just so straightforward. Eric of course is an old rock and roller metal guitar player told me once that he had a dream during the middle of the day that he had somehow been dosed with acid and all he needed to do was call me and I talked him how to get home and talked him through it. That's weird, right? I mean, it's like I see this guy like 10 times a year. Yeah. That's strange. A strange thing. And, weird, and, and he was like, yeah, I think maybe it's because I knew you were coming up here this weekend. I don't know. But like, it was just crazy. Like, it was so vivid and I was in my car and I started to hallucinate really heavily. And I was like, my goodness, somebody is giving me acid. I need to call Clint. I was like, what does that mean? He'll figure this out. I'm surprised he didn't think you'd make it worse. Ladies take ayahuasca, do drum circles and talk about us. He asked me, you know, we, Gary's like, what's legend tripping? What, what does that mean? You know, you know yeah. he, and Gary McNamara actually said, what do you, you get stoned to drive across the country and. You know, Eric is trying to help him understand, you know, the idea of legends. And um, I mentioned legends like the Mothman of Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And Eric was like, oh, man, I just watched the coolest documentary on Amazon about that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's Seth's movie. And he was like, I was like, that's the guy. Like I narrated Whitehall and he was like, Whitehall's the next one in the queue. And I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I mean, a small part, but I'm on there. You'll see my name, baby. It was just really cool to hear him be like, holy crap. That was amazing. And these are the people that you're working with. And when you do what we do and work around these kinds of things, it's just really rad to see uh, something that we have a little bit of a hand on be so successful. Well, and also it's it's easy to forget. Um, I mean, we get into a little bit of a bubble here where it's like, oh, yeah, that's just that's just Seth or that's just whomever. And, um, you know, they he was doing a podcast when we were doing a podcast or, you know, he was making these these movies every once in a while. And it was a cool thing. 
And it, you you tend to forget, like, no, this thing's sitting on Amazon, and it's actually pretty high on the charts on well, Mothman at least is pretty high on the charts on Amazon, and people are finding it organically. Yeah, it's it's easy to forget that, like, oh no, this is actually it can be kind of a, a kind of a big deal, and it's it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, that's just Glenn Beck taking a picture of us with the Darth Vader helmet, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like what? Yeah. So what? That's still that's that story still amazes me and i i laugh about it when i when i think about it yeah people are like you make glenn beck take a picture of you yeah like the fact that we didn't get him in it and it's like no here glenn take a picture of matt and i with your darth vader (laughs) mask i love it yeah i do too it's really cool and i like that more than having a picture with him actually oh yeah yeah (laughs) you can get that anytime such a funnier story i mean the fact that the forrest gump bench is just out there you know cracks me up and I love telling people about him buying that Darth Vader mask, but then I'm like, he also bought Willy Wonka's cane, man. Mm-hmm. It's really rad. I love the the setups around here right now are really cool. All of his, like the old TV sets and the cameras and stuff. Yeah, this place looks different every time I come in here. And yeah, they, they do that. Somehow cooler. They do that on purpose, which is pretty rad. I'm excited to, to watch and hear the new the new movie, and I'm I'm really excited for... Seth to keep you know doing what he's doing and spending even more time making these movies I think that's an amazing thing in and of itself is just being able to dedicate even more time to that and not have to you know worry about necessarily other things Um, no I'm glad that I can help finally propel him (laughs) right yeah to the top of the charts put put him over that hump that he's been facing for so long Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna go to all the awards and win (laughs) them all and then I'll dance and spike the award and celebrate. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Oh, he will. Yes, <laughs> he will. Fathers, I'm so glad you could come. Excuse the stain on the rug. Yes. That's quite all right, my child. Have faith. This is Brother Chorus. How do you do, Brother? Father Chorus. Where's your faith, Father? It's in the car. I'm going to get it. Where is she? Excuse Let's talk to the child. Yes, you talk to her. You're a liar and a cheater, child molester. You French kiss your dog in the mouth. Be on the floor. The bed must be on, on the, the floor. floor. Oh, Father Chorus, I'm ever so hungry. Couldn't you give me some pea soup? It's right over there. Maybe now we can be friends, huh? That's what right. do you say? G.I. Turkey. I have faith. I have faith. You're such a little girl. Your mama eats kitty litter. Well, nobody talk about my mama. <laughs> Say to the girl. Your mama so soft and smell. Oh, 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 oh. 
So anyway, as it is October, you know, we just, we did one podcast in September and I kind of kept wanting people to realize that I needed it to get to here for me to be ready to go again. And now I'm ready to go again. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, recharging. The, I know we, we probably said this like, no, we say it every a time few, a few months ago. The but. crazy thing is, is that it's like shit doubled and we didn't do anything <laughs> right which is just the weirdest thing yeah it is it is crazy i'm always expecting to log in and be like oh everybody hates us now um yeah like oh they ain't doing nothing new <laughs> uh but no i i mean i feel that as much as anybody else does i i i also want to be in here doing stuff as much as we can <laughs> but uh real life has a tendency no. to get in the way fuck and, all that fantasy life now baby <laughs> it's coming I feel like we do a couple of different kinds of shows. We do shows where we come in here and we bullshit mm-hmm. and we do shows where they're like audio candy and nothing inspires me more than the month of October to do said audio candy. And, and one of the things that I'm actually uh, very proud of is the, the like three minutes of the witch from mm-hmm. the, what do we call it? The Halloween primer from last year. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I've got some stuff like that coming up and we're going to do some more spooky dookies for you. And if we get enough support, mainly through people forcing their children at gunpoint to sign into iTunes and rate and review the show highly, I may even be doing one of those uh, mixtapes like I did for Christmas for this month. Yeah. But people are going to have to, you know, I expect... Praise and adulations <laughs> to do so. So uh, as it is October, I'd, and we've kind of danced around the topic of talking about haunted, demonic possession, rather. Yeah. I saw this story, it's, and I thought it was really interesting. The uh, Saint Satan's Enigma. Did you see this? I don't think I saw this one. The nun from the 17th century whose letter that she wrote that has been referred to as Satan's Enigma ever since has finally been cracked. So check this out. A mysterious letter written more than 300 years ago by a Sicilian nun who claimed to be possessed by Satan has finally been deciphered. Scientists used a deep web code breaker to read the letter. The message which is indeed devilish, describes God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as, quote, dead weights. It was penned by Sister Maria Crocefessa, a 31-year-old nun living at the convent of Pima de Montichiero in Sicily. On August 11, 1676, she was found on the floor of her cell, her face covered in ink, holding a note written in an incomprehensible mix of symbols and letters. She apparently said that the letter was written by the devil in an attempt to get her to turn away from God and towards evil. The message, which is just 14 lines of jumbled, archaic letters, has for centuries defied every attempt at understanding its meaning. But now scientists at a museum in Sicily have used this intelligence-grade code-breaking software to solve the mystery. They also looked at historical records of the nun to learn more about her life. She was actually uh, entered the convent when she was 15 years old. The letter 
uh, appeared as if it was written in shorthand, but it was speculated that she created a new vocabulary. And to find out for sure, they tested the software, they used some standard shorthand symbols, and they found that the nun's letter contained a mix of words from ancient alphabets such as Greek, Latin, runic, and Arabic. They analyzed the symbols, put the meanings together. What's really crazy is that uh, the note, it says, is rambling in nature and not entirely understandable. The letter, in addition to calling the Holy Trinity dead weights, goes on to say that, quote, God thinks he can free mortals. The system works for no one. Perhaps now sticks is certain. Is in the river Styx? Mm-hmm. In Greek and Roman mythology, Styx is a river separating the netherworld from the world of the living. Uh, they go on to say that maybe she was suffering from schizophrenia, et cetera, et cetera. But... Uh, that the other nuns in the convent pretty much considered that this letter was the outcome of her struggle against an innumerable amount of evil, evil spirits. And according to one account of the nuns behavior written shortly after the incident, they claimed that the devil was trying to force her to sign the letter. And she heroically opposed the demand by writing, Oh me, which is the only comprehensible word in the letter very odd story indeed yeah that's bizarre i'd never heard of that letter existing before now a little little photograph of it let me see i don't know what to make of of stories like that she says from the off onset that the devil wrote this so when you go to try to decode it are you looking for for that are you making things fit that meeting that clearly it came from the devil or I'm curious to know about the process of decoding that. Well, yeah, that's that what, that, that's what they were saying. It was kind of like the, the other sisters in the convent, like that was a story that was passed down. Right. And obviously they had the letter and then the other people's accounts of her behavior and what right. such. Man, possession is weird. It's definitely not something to mess with. no. Those are creepy. I don't know if you've ever like gone, like clicked through on YouTube and watched possession videos or possession audio. I know there's a bunch that are pretty famous, but it's such a weird thing. And I don't, I don't know how, I don't know where I, where I land on that stuff. Like clearly a lot of it could probably be explained by mental illness, right? I mean, people, you know, doing weird things with their bodies or growling or whatever like that. I know. I have no doubt that a lot of that could be mental illness, but the idea of someone suddenly speaking in a language that they don't know. Did I ever tell you about the slight brush with it, with a person that I went to church with and I was young, early youth group. So probably eighth or ninth grade. Mm -hmm. There was a girl that had been raised there in the church or whatever, but she was just like, she was just in college at this point. And she was studying nursing or psychology or something, but she told us we were you know, always asking about weird stuff. And, you know, usually you're expecting these people to shoot you down or whatever. But this is one of those things that sticks with me. Like she told me that she was at that mental hospital in Rusk 
doing some sort of internship there. Mm-hmm. And that there was a person there that had been claiming that they were possessed or whatever. And the person was so out of control that they had them kind of secured in a chair or whatever. And she said that like she had gone in there with a couple of the other doctors, attendants on staff or whatever. And she said that this guy opened his mouth and she said that she heard like seven voices come out of his mouth. What? And she said, I would have always thought that the stuff that you read in the Bible about possession and everything was just not that it didn't happen, but there's this whole thing about like how at some point the magic died. It's like in Westeros, you know, right. they want to tell you that there is no such thing as dragons and snarks and grumpkins because for whatever reason, I don't know that they think they just, they think that we're past that. And there's kind of that idea that at some point that all went away, but she was like, I just, I'm going to tell you that that really happened. And it was the sca- freakiest thing she'd ever seen and the most scared she'd ever seen. And that the attendants and like one of them was a doctor who had been there like 20 years was visibly shaken, obviously. He was but, shook. you know, it wasn't like he, he was like, oh, this is a crazy person. They're able to do that. Like some sort of ventriloquist or right. whatever. Yeah, I don't like that. Did they ever, did she say what they did with that with that guy? Did they bring in a... They took him out back and hosed him down with cold water, I'm sure. It works. Th- threw him in an ice bath. Yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're, uh, if, you're <laughs> if you're violently loud and then we shoot you with cold water. Yeah. And if you just lay there like a puddle, we just shoot you with hot water. Until you're loud. And then depending who else is an attendant on duty, we electrocute you fully starting <laughs> right. at the testicle. Uh, I'm just curious, like, did did she say, or was that the last that she said of it? Was that No, that's, spoke? and the crazy thing was, is we were in a car, and she was driving, and I was actually sitting in the passenger seat next to her, and it, like, I can see that moment when it was like, here's this girl that I, like, kind of respect or look up to or whatever, and the things that she would say, I would obviously, and I remember just being like, holy crap. Like, really? Yeah. That stuff happens there? And the funny thing is, we used to go to Rusk to ride the train in school. It'd be like a little field trip, East Texas field trip, where the station is or whatever is close to the mental hospital there. Yeah. And that's what the uh, teachers and everything would always tell you is, like, hey, y'all don't go wandering off in the woods. <laughs> You see that place over there? Pay attention. That's where all the crazy people are. And they're likely to have escaped. And they like to eat children. So when I tell you to be over here at 3 o'clock, be over here at 3 o'clock. Don't go wandering off in them woods, kids. Right. There's a really creepy book out there called The Right. R-I-T-E. It's not a description of politics, but actually was that a, the, a they, former priest. They made that into a movie, right, with they, Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, I think they probably did. Anyway, the book is truly. Have you seen this um, this zombie drug in Brazil? I was watching a video of this the other night. Is it in the bath salts? No, but I, I would assume it's probably similar. Yeah. Because it has similar effects. But, I mean, it literally, the way these people are acting are, are just. Cloud nine or flacco. Hmm. Let me see. Play that. I don't know if that's the no. one that I was that I was watching. 
But there was there was like a guy. I mean, they they act literally like zombies, like mm. you would see on The Walking Dead. Mm-mm. They're like flailing their arms around. They're lashing out at people. There was a guy just like running headfirst into a bus. Oh, yeah. It might be this guy right yeah. here. Oh wow, that's weird. Mm-mm. No, that's creepy, right? Yeah, that's how we're all gonna go. That lady in the back of the truck there. That's definitely how it's gonna go down. Whatever the zombies are gonna be, it's it's gonna be because of some pharmaceutical something or other. Right? Yeah, I've always um, I felt that for a long time that you know it's not gonna be a whatever it was in Night of the Living Dead, a comet or something coming down, but we're going to, we're not going to see zombies in the way that, you know, them crawling out of the grave, but a medically induced zombie, I feel like is much more likely to be oh. seen at some, at some point. You mean then just like some sort of supernatural situation? Yeah. A virus. A virus. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's like my buddy used to always say, he would say that we were preserving ourselves. We were eating so many preservatives that that's what would end up happening. Yeah. That we would not decay. The earth would not be able to take us because we were preserved so well that we would like reject the natural order of decomposition because of the, not just like embalming fluid or whatever, but like what we eat every day. Like we would just be naturally preserved. Yeah. But like think mummies. about it. Like think about that though. Like it's different now, but definitely Earlier in our lives, the people that preceded us, mm-hmm. they grew up eating that preservative shit all the time. Yeah. It can be good for you. That's all I got to say. Oh. He's playing drops of the devil. Sleep well, That's children. It's creepy, right? No, it's the worst. Actually, of all the things, those are the things that get me. The like the exorcist is the the thing that terrifies me. And right. The, the you know. Did you go back and watch your, that mo- your mother so smelly socks? <laughs> did you see what she did? Your daughter, the canting whore. My um, buddy and I used to say that to each other all the time. That's sweet. Did you see what you did? <laughs> the devil ain't nothing, nothing to play with. I, I don't know if you saw, no, saw what I posted on Facebook yesterday, but I went I went downstairs at work. There's a little deli cafe type thing that they have in the, the building. Oh, you don't work in Cumulus anymore. No, I was thinking no, no. it was the Cumulus Cafe. Not the Cumulus Cafe. No, we I did I didn't even have access to that for a while. Or I guess the Cumulus Cafe. I'm thinking of then the what was the the deli in the old building? Maple Deli. Man, I miss that place. That place had some good food. Dude, I wonder if I can find the Maple Deli audio. We have Maple Deli audio? Dude. What is this? I used to participate in a really, really funny bit. So I go down to this little deli, and they've got a salad bar down there, which, you know, works by weight. And whatever You throw whatever you want into mm-hmm. the thing, and then you go weigh it, and then that's what you pay. Mm-hmm. You figure out how to do the thing like the mob- mobsters do. What, like push up on the, yeah. <laughs> on the thing? I should try that. I don't remember what that is, but where they... 
is it like Goodfellas or something where they're showing him like it's either you take like your money and you stick it in there. Uh huh. So it doesn't depress as much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it won't go down. Um, the things I've learned from the Sopranos. No, I haven't done that, but I, I need to try it. I put it up there and it's, you know, it's a little different every time. Usually it's, you know, between five and six dollars. You mean you don't pick out the exact, the exact amount? same amount? No, I need four tomatoes, <laughs> six cucumber, 11 crouton. So this one came out to six, 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 six dollars, 66 cents. And I'm thinking, all right, that's that's a little weird. And the clerk says, no. He goes, no, I'm, I'm not. He goes, he says, I, I'll charge you 665. He's like, I'm not charging you 666. I give you a discount. You go. You go now. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, it's, it's really okay, man. He's, and he goes, he says, no, no, I will not charge. I will not charge you 666. It's a 665. And I'm like, okay. So I, I paid it and the, the, devil, uh, the devil saved me a penny yesterday. And I don't know if I owe him something for that. I made some sort of deal unwittingly, but uh, it was a good salad. So weird. <laughs> I've never run into that. I've never run into to uh, you know that sort of superstition in in real life like that. Um, I know some who act that way. Yeah. I don't know that I can. I don't know if you can't find the maple deli. I stuff. don't know if it's out there. I could probably do something about it, but no, we used to, uh, we'd take scenes from a movie or whatever. And you remember who worked at Maple Deli? Mm-hmm. Like they were all Asian. Right. And they were not good with English. Right. Ma- Maple Dairy. <laughs> you know, we'd call down there every morning and order food, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. It was good food. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was I mean, nice. they make good yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. Bolton and I, I mean, we mowed down lots of chicken breast. I went I went after the the breakfast croissant, like the sausage, egg, cheese croissant. I think it was on point. That reminds me of when we got all those butterfingers for April Fool's Day. <laughs> and you and I ate butterfinger for like <laughs> was three when months. They, when they rebranded it, the finger. Yeah, for yeah. April Fool's Day. Yeah. And they sent us that case of them. Yeah. And you and I just hoarded them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I gained like 15 pounds in eight weeks. They're good, though. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. I'm still picking the picking them out of my teeth right now. <laughs> no, but so we would get like we would print up scenes for movies like Napoleon Dynamite or whatever, whatever it was that was funny to us at the time. And we would go down and we'd get a couple of those women from Maple Deli and give them a script and we'd roll tape on them. Oh, we'd have back them and read forth it. And yeah. be like, what are you saying? You are... <laughs> You know, imagine um, Walter Soapcheck, but read by an old Asian lady. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck up, Walt. Donnie, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? And then the other one would jump in too early. What, what do you mean? What's the matter with Walter, dude? <laughs> oh, it was great. We did that so much. We'd even take things from the station that were just funny you know drops or whatever Mm -hmm. extended pieces of audio that people obviously knew and we'd get the maple deli players to read it it's a good bit we actually that is funny we actually should kind of revive it because it it, it works anywhere but it especially works with people who don't speak good english because it's funny it is what it is do you have that saved in your email somewhere i've got a ton of i mean not i 
don't go rooting around for it right now. But if you if you think you can find it, I have so much good audio. I was introducing some pre- people to the the Greg Knapp e break. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is a a quality piece of audio. So famous, so famous. Even your wife agrees. Mm. You have it there. It's time for the emergency break of the week. Yeah. Mm. Put her on all fours and marry her. What? That moment when programming is brought to a complete Not halt. Quit freaking doing your own show. By a wheels off comment or technical meltdown. Fat ass. Just focus, okay? This ought to be fun. Don't worry about it. him and focus. Let's see who yanked the break the hardest this week on the little ticket. Just Breaks brings you the emergency break of the week. We bring you three candidates, and you get to vote on them at 214-787-1310. Interesting week, and uh, I guess we get it started on our sister station, KLIF 570. Greg Knapp was trying to do his show, and he was messed up by Shotgun Jones, who used to yank the e-brake all the time when he was a board op here at the ticket. Knapp was trying to talk about someone who'd been through a coma before. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had a, apparently some audio on this woman who'd been through a coma before and uh, was going to enlighten his audience. The problem was Shotgun Jones played something else. and <laughs> I don't know what this drop was all about, but it made for very uncomfortable radio and a big-time stop-down to the Great Nap Show. And so I pulled some of Glenn Beck's interview with Kate Adams. This is the woman who was diagnosed as being in this persistent vegetative state. Okay, so listen very closely. Kate Adams was asked here, were you in a coma, Kate? (laughs) Excuse me, I need to have, uh, what's going on here, guys? We've got the wrong signal up here. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. Let's try that again. Uh, Clint, can you please try and reload that cut number one for me? Because I think it got crossed with, uh, with another one. Is it ready to go? Can you hear it now? All right, let's try it again. Okay, please try and re- fix that for me. Uh, delete that and re- reformat it if you need to. Let me move on to the second one, if I possibly can. Let's worry about that later. Hang on. I apologize, guys. We've been putting so much audio into this machine today. We got some things crossed. Uh, Boy, did you. Kate Adams was asked, did you have a feeding tube? <laughs> what is it that? It is the most it's god-awful <laughs> noise. Marge Simpson's sister. But it is one of the funniest things that could have played right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Poor Clint. It's, it's funny because it... It's plausible that that is what someone coming out of a coma would sound like. <laughs> yes. Gosh. What a meltdown that was. So the last time that we got together, you were going to see it. Yeah. And it, of course, is about a clown. It's good. Have you seen it? No. It's very good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I'd give it my highest endorsement. Really? You're a fan of horror? It's a a good horror movie. You know, I really like the more wholesome girls. That's fine. It's good one of those two. Did that? Did that land? Looks like that land. Someone's laughing. Yeah. Did you see this uh, story about the killer clown case that 
leads to a woman's arrest 27 years later? No. Marlene Warren was finishing breakfast with her son and his friends on May 26, 1990, when a white Chrysler LeBaron pulled up into the driveway of her home outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. And when Warren answered the door... I used to want a LeBaron. The clown handed her the gifts... (laughs) According to Detective Paige McCann of the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office, Warren said something like, oh, how nice. So the clown handed her flowers, basically. And she was like, oh, how nice. And then the clown pulled out a gun and shot Warren in the face, walked back to the car and calmly drove away. And Warren died two days later in the hospital. At the time, investigators said they had identified a suspect but didn't have enough evidence for a conviction. Did the kids, uh, how did they know it was a clown? Did they, I guess she might have been Well, awake. there were kids there too, you know. And, and they she, saw, yeah. she was. So uh, no arrest had ever been made until Tuesday. And Sheila Keene, who married the slain woman's husband 12 years after the killing, was taken into custody in Abington, Virginia, mm-hmm. a mountain town more than 800 miles from the site of the slaying. Keen, 54, has been charged with first-degree murder, and no plea has been yet entered. She waived extradition back to Florida, and the prosecutors will have to announce whether or not they're going to seek the death penalty for her. Um, They didn't have any breaks in the case until 2014 when the sheriff's office cold case unit reopened the investigation, and authorities tracked down witnesses and re-interviewed them and examined evidence using DNA technology not available in 1990. And detectives also discovered that the suspect married Michael Warren, the widower of the victim, in 2002. When detectives first looked into the killing, they heard rumors the suspect was having an affair. Isn't that crazy? Dressed yeah. up like a clown. That's so creepy. What kind of an effing weirdo would you be? I wish, anyway. I wish there was a picture of what she had dressed up like. That's creepy for you to say that. I just want to know. Like, what I kind would of... like to see the murderer in action. <laughs> I want to know what kind of a clown outfit it was. How much like Pennywise did she look? Very curious. Is Pennywise a girl or a boy? No, a boy, I guess. I mean, men have played it. Well, I just re- saw something like one of those, you know, just like clickbait stories that I won't click on. Uh-huh. Because I know they will never show me the boobs that they say they will. They never do. They never do. <laughs> Trust me. You, when it says you're not going to believe the celebrities did this with this thing, it's not what you think. No. They're tracking you. Um, no. Uh, and it, it was just like, a, it actually, I think it said that the act. The person who plays Pennywise is beautiful in real life. And just the way it said beautiful, I just. Oh. I guess you could call a man beautiful. You could. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's would be considered an attractive man. But yeah, as far as I know, the, the character is male. Hmm. It's a good movie, though. Hmm. I would go check it out. Did you go see RoboCop? I went to go see, yes, yeah, I went to go see the, they did a screening of the old RoboCop in front of Dallas City Hall, which was one of the, one of the, <laughs> the sets, locations, yeah. one of the, one of the shooting locations. Other than out here. 
right here where we stay. That's true. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie Talk Radio? That Oliver Stone movie Talk Radio? No. Was that was that shot here? Yeah, that giant poster out there, mm. and it's supposed to be great. Is and it? It's about a guy doing radio in Dallas Fort Worth. I need to watch that. I've heard of it, but I've, I've never watched it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I went to. They did a big screening with. Uh, uh, they had the a huge outdoor screen set up in front of Dallas City Hall. Beautiful night. It was a great way to go see a movie. Actually, it was nice. They had a. A cop car there from the from the movie, or a, a replica there. Peter Weller was there. He did some interviews. Um, was Peter Weller RoboCop? Mm-hmm. He did. Well, he didn't do an interview. He did a Q and A, Q&A, basically. Did he say anything along the lines of "Ice to see you"? <laughs> no, he did not say that. He was actually really cool, and I wish I could find video of it. But yeah, it was awesome. RoboCop is that. That is a movie that holds up very well. If you have if you've not watched RoboCop in a long time. I would suggest going back to watch it, and I, I don't mean holds up from a visual standpoint, but more from a thematic standpoint. Like the stuff that they that they say in there about media and policing and privatization and things like that. It's pertinent even to this day. Very, very much. Like it was almost prescient in a way. I used to... You, you've been using that word a lot lately. <laughs> Have I? It's like two podcasts in a row. Did you just learn it? No. I just know it. Uh, I'm just saying it's heavy <laughs> in rotation. And I'm, I'll work you, on we've it. We've been doing this for a while and just all of a sudden you just whip out prescient. I'll work on it. What's up, my prescient? That's the reason I, I just don't think I like it. It seems lazy or and or a slang way to say precious. Like that's why I keep that way. <laughs> it means nothing you, of the sort. You get to the end of it, and and I'm surprised there's a T. That's <laughs> that's really the way I feel when I hear you use that word, prescient. Well, I'm like, what? <laughs> Should I say it's, it's precious? It's, it was quite precious. <laughs> it's precious. I mean, in that a way. makes who wouldn't it's, describe yeah, RoboCop sure. as precious? Yeah, absolutely. I would describe it as precious. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, it's great. Yeah, RoboCop. Thumbs up. I went out and bought it. I, I guess I I didn't. I never had it, but. Uh, Went out and bought the Blu-ray right afterwards because that's a movie that I want to watch again. I wonder if the director will, in fact, now like put your endorsement of the movie <laughs> on the back of the DVD covers. Like, wait a minute, he's we need, we need to bring them all back. Yeah, we need to to re-release this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie is precious. Matt Stoker, okay, talk. You said you had a thing or two? Um, I do. I'm deciding on which one to... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here uh, a on little... A <coughs> Cough away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of a discussion got started. Oh, yeah, you said some stuff from the Facebooks. Yeah, uh, and I appreciate everybody that chimes in on Facebook and I want to give them a shout out here when they do. So I I asked the question about ghosts and I don't I guess we haven't really discussed this much. What is ghostesses? What is what be ghosts? Uh no, this idea that which I don't fully endorse, but I thought it was a good jumping off point for a discussion. Yeah. This idea that there are no new ghosts. All the ghosts that you see and you hear legends of, they're all from the 1900s or their, or, you know, early 1900s or 1800s or their, 
Um, they're all dressed in long flowing gowns or dressed up like a Civil War soldier or something of that nature. And I saw this question get asked on on Facebook on a separate post. And I thought, well, I'll throw this out to the listeners and see what they have to say. So why are there no new ghosts as opposed to so many old ghosts that we have? No, oh, I think there are new ghosts. Around. I think there are new I think ghosts. so, too. I, 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 I made the point that if you were to see one, other than, other than you know, people who have loved ones die and they feel like they see their presence or, or something like that, but if you were to see a quote-unquote modern ghost, then they probably wouldn't stand out necessarily so much as opposed to you see a guy dressed up like a Civil War soldier, you're going to notice that dude a whole lot more than if you see a guy wearing jeans and a shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's that factor. Uh, there, uh, Dan Schneider checked in on the Facebook page. The owner of the Washington Redskins. I think so. Yeah. Um, he took a break. He took a break from owning footballs. Being to, a billionaire. Yeah. To, to like our page. Uh, he says there are current ghosts. The ones that have been around for a while have had their stories told and retold. And then he links to a, a murder that happened in his neighborhood in 1975, which is uh, this guy named James Ruppert, or R-U-P-P-E-R-T. I don't know if you'd say that, Rupert or Ruppert. Mm-hmm. Um, responsible for one of the deadliest shootings inside a private residence in U.S. history uh, in Hamilton, Ohio, where he shot 11 family members on mm. Easter Sunday. Um, so Dan goes on to, to talk about how when he was in school in the 80s, it was already known as a haunted house, and it was abandoned, and more stories came out after it became a rental. My grandparents moved into a house next to where one of the murdered families lived. The first Easter, they heard children playing in the backyard next door, and once I saw a little girl in the window. This was the mid-80s, and that house had no one living in it at the time Mm-mm. of those two occurrences. Uh, that one's not too current now, but it was one of the first one I have firsthand knowledge of. I heard of it either recently about a former firehouse a call dispatcher died in the firehouse in the eighties and his ghost has been seen recently. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that there are, there are modern ghosts. I mean, you said in your old duplex that you thought, Oh yeah, he was, you I, thought that guy who had just recently passed away was still hanging around. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I didn't see him, you know, but he was talking to us. Yeah. And doing weird things. And, of course, that, I told you the thing about the the, um, the triple fake Jennifer Love Hewitt lady. Yeah. The ghost whisperer lady saying that. Yeah. Should be like driving down the road and see. A kid standing there, like it's all confused because they just died in a car accident. And then when I told them, that's when I put my foot in my mouth there in the Monica podcast. <laughs> if you if you recall, I'm trying to recall. Well, because her son died. In oh, a car right, accident. right, yeah, yeah. She was like, "That's great, thanks for that." A lot. I, I mean, I told her that story right there. Right. Yeah. So she doesn't talk to me any longer. It's not true, actually. <laughs> um, no, uh, and I definitely, the thing about 
the historical nature of it in obviously in England and London, the stories that are famous, the stories from the tower and from, you know, the palaces and everything. The reason that people quote unquote see these things a lot is because the legend of them is passed down so that that's a story that gets told to kids to freak them out or to, you know, it almost even if it is a real thing, it becomes part of like the local lore, urban legend stuff. You right. Know? Um, and areas like, especially like that, like an old castle or the Tower of London or something, those are areas that they were far more active back in, you know, back in history. And there was more death associated with them. People being literally locked away in the tower until they die or or whatever, or executions, or however you want to want to go about it. That stuff was happening happening far more commonly than is it is today in those locations. Not necessarily that less people die today. Obviously, that's not the case. But right, that's why I'm like places like our prisons are always said to be super haunted. You yeah, know? and places where lots of emotional energy is attached to. But um, yeah, I think if it's it's more of a a jokey meme than it is any sort of real if you want to actually think about ghosts that's clearly not the case i mean like there are ghosts from all sorts of eras um that you can you can point to but yeah the, the ones that are legendary are legendary for a reason they've been around for a long time i don't know i mean there may be something to the to the idea that the longer the longer you haunt a place the more the more you become entwined with it maybe like, yeah, like the I mean, more I, powerful your spirit becomes in a way. Well, I just think it means that you're stuck there. Yeah, I, I mean, I really, and yeah, you begin to um, not only be stuck in this, like in the nether world or whatever, but yeah, you would then. It's not like it doesn't sound like it's a situation where if you're just like, no, I'm not going into the light, that you become some sort of like. Um, you know, bodiless vampire who could fly across the seas at night, and oh, I'm gonna go check out a play today over in. I don't think that that's what you can do. I think that's part of the, probably part of the punishment, if you will, or whatever. That's mm-hmm. part of the that you become attached to a location, and it's probably why after long 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 periods of time even we don't know how time works on that side but they can be um, maybe more active or trying to get attention or yeah if you think maybe they're just there and they have no idea maybe i'm sure that happens in some cases if you think about if you think about ghosts that are able to interact with people that are able to respond to questions and things like that Mm mm-hmm then you have to then also consider they have some sort of consciousness attached to them. You would think. Which means, theoretically, they could learn. They could, you know, adapt to their environment in a way. You would think. And so, does that mean the longer you're in a place, the more you figure out how to be, how to manifest, how to, how to get someone's attention? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely think so. And it's a weird thought. And maybe time goes by in an instant there and, you know, everything is so fleeting on, on that side. And when you're faced with eternity, 
a year may feel like a minute who knows but i think there could be something to that oh yeah yeah i i i i definitely don't think that there's one specific law you know that holds right these things the way that they are i think a lot of it is based on location like i don't know what that is that's playing in that voice of that possessed woman or whatever you know i don't know what that is but i mean it sounds evil to me you know mm-hmm. and when you think about the idea of there being entities that are not human that are fallen angels or demons or genies or whatever the things that are around here that don't like us because we are human Mm-hmm. And I do think that there seems to be some places and things like that in the world. Like I think they can have, um, you know, an effect on a place that's got a quote unquote legend attached to it. Yeah. And um, there's probably something to uh, just the, the, the negative energy in certain places that draws things like that there. But um, I mean, that's, kind of the way that that upstairs at the Galvez feels the boardroom doesn't feel like the rest of the hotel at all. I, it has that like malevolent. There was definitely felt like there was something malevolent. in it. Right. And I mean, the idea of touching, you know, the double tap on the back of the head and the whole mafia thing that we kind of tossing around the idea of um i mean i think that if that's what you are then there's probably just as much of an opportunity for them to uh to go but if you're like that and you're not gonna go then i think that's the way that you would probably end up being yeah and you wonder about how many of these hauntings can be attributed to not necessarily a a human spirit, but a an inhuman entity that may present itself as as or may manifest as if what you would think a haunting would be, or in the case of the Galvez, if you're talking about people who in their lives were up to some evil shit, then who's to say that they weren't? in some sort of who's to say that a negative entity would not be attracted to that person or that person was not attracted to an, a negative entity. And once they're on the other side, they're entwined in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like, like you say that the, what's going on in the, in the Galvez feels far more than s- simply there's a spirit here. It feels like there's, there's a force there that, could at times feel far more powerful than just a a spirit. You know, it's a force that's able to make you feel bad in a way, make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, well, I think that there's a lot there. I think that yeah. that, that generally happens with places like that. Like, a, again, like hotels, prisons, um, places where large amounts of people have congregated over lengthy amounts of time 
and left there trace elements of energy and the idea that it is in fact just like a hotel on the other side that there are things there that are ni- or you know or you know benevolent and then things that there may not be all that nice that was the weirdest thing about just that it was upstairs because you know none of that other stuff had ever felt like that before there mm-hmm. and uh, the idea of there being a kid ghost like kind of creeps me out you know like the, the and there's little girl seen there quite a bit yeah down by the swimming pool and down at the museum area and the other thing about that that creeps me out is the idea that that's something that's real bad presenting itself as a child which is that's another thing you know that they say that that's the way that they mask themselves mm-hmm which that's not, you know, I don't like the idea of a, of a kid, but I definitely don't like the idea of something portraying a kid. Yeah. Especially something to try to fool you fucking wicked, you know? Yeah. And I think that probably occurs at points and I was trying to think, um, just in terms of the modern ghost aspect um, that's apparently a big thing in New Orleans post Katrina. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that there was, there were lingering spirits after Katrina. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that the city, I think one, one writer, someone said that the city had half as many residents there now, but that the population of the undead, like quadrupled mm-hmm. that it, there would be less people and it it felt more crowded walking down an empty street, mm. walking in the quarter in the evening. It felt more. No, yeah. I need to make it back down there. We, I, heard, we heard a scream there. You know, one of the, I told you about that. I don't, you must have at some point, but I don't remember. Uh, this was after Katrina uh-huh. went down there with a lady friend. And we rented a room in the quarter that was like, um, you know, around a courtyard. It was like all these rooms around a courtyard. Yeah. And, um, you know, we seriously, we like hung out late and then we laid down for the first time and probably had been laying down for like one minute. And there was this like scream that I don't understand like how I don't really know how else to describe it, but it was like, wasn't of this world. It sounded like it was way far away, but not like way far away as in like across the quarter. It was like above us, but But it was like down a tunnel or something distant, you know, and probably, probably more along the lines of one of those, like a recording kind of playing thing that's right that's the way that i took it she heard it too oh yeah 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 now we were like what maybe it was it's weird you know because like if someone was to be out there and scream like it would happen on this plane this just it didn't i don't know and you know this is the thing that david and i have spent a lot of time talking about why is it that 
why is it that some of these voices that we've caught on tape, like why do sometimes we hear them with the naked ear while they occur? And then sometimes we don't, you know, it's like an after the fact response. Yeah. And then of course the idea of, do we even need to ask a question out loud right. to provoke a response? Cause if they're operating on a, barely audible thing i'm fascinated by that yeah and i want to do some more experimentation with that that idea that you don't have to ask a question out loud i think there's more to be gained there yeah it's spooky Mm -hmm. (laughs) um what else did anybody else have anything to say well, I did post about I I had put up a post on the Facebook page about a a very interesting story about a could be a hoax, could be just some wishful thinking about an alien body that had found some ties to Roswell and Long story short, it ended up being a museum exhibit of a mummified child that just happened to look like an alien alien body. Um, well, there's this whole story about it's a it's a very interesting read, and uh, it happened a few years ago when these people thought they had come across a slide of a of an alien creature. Um, anyway, oh, I, a picture of it, right? Yeah, they okay. were they had. The basic idea, or the, what I was thinking, you were talking. Yeah, about the there. story was that they, someone was cleaning out the attic of, a, of an old woman that lived in Arizona, I think it was, and there were some slides that were in there, and they'd hung on onto them for a while, but then when they went through them, they were, it was the general type of slides that you would expect from a family, you know, slides of a vacation, basically. Mm-hmm. And on two of them, there there were just two pictures in there of a of a body in a case. Excellent. That looked like an alien, like it looked like a gray alien. It's like that mermaid thing I saw in Florida back in the day. Uh huh. And you ever seen that thing? I know of it, uh, but I haven't seen it. I've seen it from like a foot away. It's real. Mer people <laughs> look into it. Uh. So. They, whomever passed it along to someone who was, I guess, involved in the UFO community or, or one way or another, they, they they got these slides to people who felt like they knew what they were doing and kicked off this years long investigation of what this thing was. And they they were all convinced that it was an alien body and it would have come from the time around the Roswell crash uh, in the late 40s and. They were all set to release it. They put on this big show. They released it to the world. And within a couple of hours, people had figured out that it wasn't an an alien body. There was actually a placard that was illegible. But they, you know, put it through some software and it turned out it's it's an exhibit in a museum that's not far from where this woman lived. Mm. And it's an exhibit of a of a mummified body that had been found in a, in a cave in the 1800s, you know, a native American body or whatever that had been naturally mummified. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, but the story is really fascinating. And, and the idea was, were these people intentionally hoaxing people or were, was it just, you know, wishful thinking or whatever? And I had put out the question, what do you think? And um, we got actually some response on the the Patterson Gimlin film, which I don't know if we're going to be back. I We're going to release episodes between now and then. But on the 20th of this month is the. 50th anniversary of the Patterson Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. Which, I want to wait till then to talk about Patty. We, we definitely, get, we have to record again before then. Or yeah, else yeah, we're yeah, absolutely. Fired. Absolutely. So I, I think the only thing I would say then is um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Patterson Gimlin film. Obviously, the the uh, probably anybody's entry point into the the subject of Sasquatch, right? Like, that's nearly the first thing you have ever seen when I mean, it comes to it, Sasquatch. Besides Dadis Perry, yes. <laughs> I'm the rare person. That right, that saw knows. Dadis Perry first. <laughs> right. I spotted him in the wood looking at me over with the his, show. With his peaked head. Damn it. I forgot to tell you. <sighs> Once again. Okay. Then we, I told you I found the book that had a thing about Dadis Perry in it. Oh, right. And I... I even like I had it in my hand two nights ago, and yeah. well, when it, whenever we talk about the the PG film, we can um, we, we can, can discuss Dadis Perry as well. But yeah, I just folks send us your thoughts on what are you? I mean, very very generic question here, but what are your thoughts on the Patterson Gimlin film? Is it real? Is it a hoax? I don't know where I fall on it, but it's an interesting piece of film, no matter which way you cut it. We must examine it further. <laughs> Enhance. It's silly. Uh, and the last thing I'll 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 add here is look in an upcoming episode for a very I'm very excited to conduct this interview. There was a gentleman. Oh, I was trying to think who you booked. Without in talking my to no me. no no. Perusing next door one day. Next door. There was a. Among the cabinets for sale, among the free bricks. Among the warning a Mexican rode through the neighborhood <laughs> on a road, bicycle. Yeah, wrong, among the warning of gunfire and car break-ins and free stones, come take whatever you want, it's in my driveway, was a <laughs> was a post simply titled UFO over Old Lake Highlands. And I thought, what is this? <coughs> And it's a man named Billy Hallman. He's in his late 70s. And he wrote on the post that on numerous occasions he has seen UFOs over our neighborhood. And he wrote, uh, if anybody's interested, he's got a a manifesto of sorts, a, a report, basically, with diagrams, pictures of his sightings and his history with UFOs. And... He said, if anybody wants it, just email me. I'll send it to you. So Hmm. what did I do? Emailed him. Took a look at it. Found it to be very interesting and thorough. And I said, Billy. And thorough. (laughs) And thorough. Um, I said, Billy, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what a podcast is, but I told him a little bit about the show. Have you ever heard of radio? (laughs) I said, it's it's a lot like radio. And... I want to hear more about your story and I want you to show me where you saw the UFOs. And he was straight up. He was like, yes, I want to do this. 
He goes, I'll swing by your house. I'll pick you up. I'll drive you around to the different locations or we'll take a walk and you can hear all about the UFOs. So uh, either probably this weekend or next, I, I will be talking to that gentleman and gathering his story to to be brought to you. Very excited to, to bring the tale of Billy Hallman and the UFOs of Old Lake Highlands. So when um, when I went to London, I had been there like a couple of days, maybe max. And this chick that I was hanging out with from here, those over there with me, her and I um, went into the city on our own. I mean, we lived in the city. We lived in Chelsea, so it's not like it's Kensington, actually. But mm-hmm. we just went out exploring, and we, of course, we got lost. And we were walking around this neighborhood. It was nice, and there was like a really you know gothic church and the gothic cemetery, and it's the you know first couple of days there, so it's just like sensory overload and uh, this man this gentleman like kind of struck up a conversation with us and we were like do you know how to get here or whatever would you mind oh yes actually it's on my walk let's let's go ahead and walk this way and uh, so we started walking along with this guy and, and while we were doing so he began to talk about strange things in the sky and crafts and how he himself had been had seen such a thing and Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of like whoa you know like i'm kind of oh yeah really wow that's kind of amazing and you know uh, meredith was quite talkative as well and we're walking and still walking and i think for about 45 minutes, this old man tricked us into thinking that he knew or was going to take us to where we needed to go. And all he did was lead us around the same neighborhood in London so he could just babble on and on to us about <laughs> aliens. And it became apparent to me when I noticed that we had been here before when we got to a certain place. And I was like, wait a minute, this is basically where we started. Yeah. And he was like, and oh yes, actually the government knows that they are coming here quite often. And I was just like, I'm sorry, what what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, we just we just walked in a circle for forty five minutes. Oh, 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 hi! I'm sorry. I got to talking, and I was like, "I know you got to talking, <laughs> and we got to walking, trying to bang her some mash." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have some bangers and mashes, food. Dirty minded, <laughs> dirty minded. Why the hell are we still here? <laughs> Did, yeah. he ever, did you part ways with him or did oh, he? Oh, at that point, yeah. I was like, man, we got this. Because I was all tough and stuff, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Mow up to the old Englishman. Yeah, I, I did. It's, it's really funny that every time, and obviously sad, sad times and crazy times and everything, but every time the gun discussion comes up, I think about being there because um, lived in this series of flats with there were probably like 30 some odd people 
um, in my class as it were. And, uh, there were these, there was this school group from Germany who had come in the same time that we had, and they were living like basically in the building over, but all of the, all of, all of the, gosh, it was so awesome. I can't believe I pulled this off, but huge balconies and floor to ceiling windows that you would just raise and you could walk out onto the balcony. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what it would cost to live there. I can't even imagine, but I'd do it today. Um, and we hung out with these German kids. Um, and you know, they were kind of, there were some of them that were obnoxious. Some of the boys, especially because they didn't like the fact that the girls liked the Clint. And so they were very, what is Memorial Day? <laughs> and, you know, I had to tell them that that's when we re- remember all the men and women who died while we were kicking their ass in World War II. <laughs> right. And things of that nature. But, um, you know, usually most of the stuff that we did, like everyone would go do things in the evening together or everyone would go out at the same time. You know, it was, um, we were, me and that group, of, we were doing all sorts of things, going to watch basketball. Anyway, there was a, mostly in the evenings, all of our place was pretty much vacant and, and London's like New York, it's open all night long kind of thing. Well, um, there was a there was a couple of people who thought that they were missing something from their room or had money thinking somebody else had lost like jewelry or something i don't and i you know i just heard talk of this you know and they're people accusing the other person that lived with them or the person next to or whatever but uh one night i had <clears throat> i was riding by myself and needed to get away from all of them. And um, I just stayed at the flat by myself and I was sitting at my desk writing and I saw um, movement out the window and I had one of my bays open and this one closed and this one here was open. I think there was four. It was like, and someone was on my porch you know on my my balcony how high up was this um i was on the third floor okay and i'm looking and this and the dumbass was wearing like a red sweatshirt and it was one of these effing german kids and i'm like just looking watching him walk across my balcony like he had climbed over from his balcony area over there mm-hmm. had climbed over and was walking across my balcony. And then I noticed that I, there, there was someone in front of him and I saw that they were like looking in the rooms. Are you in the dark or something here? Down like the way. Um, like, how are they sort not of seeing you? like just a lamp kind yeah. of, it was totally quiet too. I mean, it, and at no point was that place quiet. I'm sure it just, <clears throat> there was no way they thought anybody was there, especially the loudmouth asshole from Texas who told us Memorial Day yeah. was about us kicking their ass. 
even though it was. And they need to remember that. <laughs> but that's what you remember. Um, yeah, and I guess I had just, you know, had my head down. I was reading, writing, being very studious, and just must not have seen the first one go by. And then I, you know, happened to look up. And again, I'm, I don't know, a good ways away from the window, at least enough. And they're past me at this point, but they're, that window closest to them is open. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And so I pulled my best Jedi tactics and walked over towards the window and stepped out onto the balcony. And at this point there, one of them is on the next balcony. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the red sweatshirt is like right there. <coughs> and I just picked up the chair on my balcony and I threw it at him and hit him in the back. <laughs> and he screamed and fell like a girl on the balcony. And then he, I was like, what the f- <laughs> are you doing, man? <laughs> His buddy took off and then he took off and they went away from me. And still I was just along like, the balconies? Yeah, just jumping from balcony to balcony. But at this point, they had been caught. Yeah. And he had been hit in his head and ass with a huge metal chair. And I don't know how much I hurt him or terrified him, but it happened. And I went inside and um, walked down to the common and rang the police, the bobbies. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, I, I walked down and one of our professors was down the way. Not everyone lived in that same building, but there was one who did and went and knocked on her door. And I was like, um, no, I didn't come over here to complete your fantasy. I'm actually here to tell you that there were some people, those German kids next door are breaking into rooms and they're stealing shit. And I just saw them and she's like, oh, okay, you know. And at that point, you can hear a little outside mm-hmm. and... So I just walked back up to my room and sat back down and started writing again. And I could just like see out on the building, you know, the flash. <clears throat> and then I got a little knock on my door and it was my professor. And she was like, hey, they uh, they asked if you would if you would come down. They want to get a statement from you or whatever. I was like, OK. So I walked downstairs and they're like, well, you know, what did you say here? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm pointing up. Like he was came from there over this way. The other one was going in that room. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, just one more question. Um, the, the He said that you struck him with a chair. And I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it always cracked me up because they didn't have pistols or anything. You know, they just had those big ass whipping sticks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they would have done if they had the pistols or if they were like a lower grade of cop or whatever. But every time that I think about, you know, that became a thing. And at this point in my young career, obviously I hit a dude with a chair. Like I zero fucks were given by me on a lot of fronts. And um, but, but but I thought it was funny. One, his reaction to just the fact that I threw a chair at the guy. I was like, holy shit, man, you're from fucking Texas. 
And that, you know, that's the You're way. A maniac. Yeah. That, I mean, that was literally when being from Texas was thought of as like I was like fucking John Wayne over there. You, yeah. And, you know, these very same boots, they did get walked in and they did some stomping on some <laughs> kids from Germany. And uh, his reaction to to my violence towards this guy who was robbing a classmate of mine, yeah, was just shocking. Oh. I, I, <laughs> like he did basically they, did. did he, he gave me the exact same expression that the old man who led us on the fucking goose chase did. Yeah. <laughs> Did they do anything about that? Like, did they say, "Hey, knock it off, quit hitting people with chairs"? Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> I think that they were like, "Jesus, we better leave this one alone." You know? <laughs> no, but they like uh, four or five of those kids got deported the next day, essentially, I guess, and and they found something from someone in one of their rooms. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that happened after that, but no, they broke up that criminal ring. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did just one badass from Texas, man. Just I'm coming in here and I'm kicking ass and taking. Don't names. worry about it. I got it. Hey, Dallas Cowboys! <laughs> God, how many times I heard that? Literally, the do you ride a horse to school? Mm-hmm. It was real. Oh no, I got I got that just in DC. Yeah, just in Washington DC. Absolutely. It's like you have you never seen television? No, we don't all ride horses to school. No, I don't have I mean I did have a pair of boots, but I don't I didn't wear them every day. I didn't wear a cowboy hat every day. Cowboy hat. It's never been a look I liked on me personally. I had I only ever had one cowboy hat that I really liked and uh even then I wouldn't I would never have worn it in a public setting i don't think like if i'm outside i don't know working a grill or something like that i might have thrown one on right just for funsies but never worn them did you um did you say you wanted to talk about petty for a bit uh yeah i feel like i what's your first tom petty memory you said first concert. He right? was my first concert ever. Yeah, I don't know that I, that that wouldn't really qualify as my first Tom Petty memory, but uh, yeah, that was the first live concert that I'd ever been to, as far as a musical act that you know. I mean, obviously been to school concerts and things like that, but you know, the first time the I the talent show, right? The first time I paid for a ticket and went to see someone, a famous musician or a musician I wanted to hear, it was Tom Petty. It was at the I guess it would have been Schmiernoff at that time. The Starplex. No, it's always Starplex. It was Starplex, <laughs> yeah. and now it is Starplex because it is Starplex. It got renamed that, didn't it? Yeah, it's back to Starplex, yeah. and it never Which changed. It really confused me for a long time. No, I won't. I refuse to call no, any no, of these no. places I always, by I their always, cell phone carrier names. Yeah, no, I always, well, it was vodka at that, at that point in time. Yeah, um, I, I didn't even do that one, although yeah. that little side room that they had was pretty heady. Mm-hmm. Um, if you clubbed it. So yeah, I went to see him at Starplex. It was Tom Petty, and then the Wallflowers, I think, were opening up for him, mm. um, which we missed most of their set. We did catch the end, and they played. So did he belong among headlight. the Wallflowers? Oh, that's the Wildflowers. That's the Wildflowers, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was great, man. I That was the one and only time I saw him. I, I think I could have gone to see him 
a few years ago he played a show here in Dallas, but I I didn't I didn't get to go. But uh, yeah, he was great, and I was sort of a uh, I wouldn't say a, not a petty fan, but I was a a lukewarm petty fan, a nominal. Yeah, prior to that, and then I spent a lot of time listening to his stuff. And you're a precious petty. Fan. I was precious, yeah, and uh, I spent a lot of time listening to his stuff, and he quickly became like one of my one of my favorites. And I just I loved the sound. I loved I loved his music videos. Mm. Like there was there was a lot of really great stuff about Tom Petty. Yeah, um, actually, besides the dire straits um the petty alice in wonderland video sticks out the most to me from early mtv yeah don't come around here no more you trip me out it's a trippy video it is it's quite (laughs) trippy i think beavis and butthead had a good laugh on it yeah um and you know obviously um and i feel sorry for the guy because obviously walter fagan passing away uh not long ago and then petty mr mike reiner is losing a couple of his idols mm-hmm. and ellie and i actually went to a steely dan tribute thing at the twilight Rhines was there yeah um and it was great by the way it was spectacular i was sad i didn't get to hear what he had to say about i just didn't get to tune in and hear what he what reiner had to say about petty if he talked about it, I assume he talked if, about if it on the, the If you got the app, um, I think most of it's yeah. from the last couple of days is on there. Um, but, you know, he's in a uh, a Tom Petty cover band, mm-hmm. aptly named Petty Theft. And uh, they're playing Dan Silverleaf this weekend, by the way, Ellie. I, I, we can't. I, I can't because it is going to be insane. Like, in fact, I think if you wait until Saturday, you will not be able to get in the door. Like, I think it's going to sell out. Um, but um, he he had that kind of iconic sound, you know. Mm-hmm. I saw Tom Petty as well. And actually, something that I am very proud of is being told to sit down <laughs> by Tom Petty fans at Starplex when um, Fish broke up. Um, for real during the hiatus mm-hmm. right this is right before Trey got arrested too and so and it's so weird this is probably like of all the things that he's done um, he must have really been fucked at this time because this random side project that he had called the 70 volt parade for whatever reason um, I mean it's still Trey on stage playing guitar and probably hair and hair all wand out or whatever but um he opened for Petty, and so Fish didn't come to Dallas at that time. Trey certainly didn't with his other bands, and yeah. all of a sudden, Tom Petty tour rolls through, and Trey's opening for him. We're like, you know, fourth row yeah. in the pavilion right there, me and about six of my friends, and Trey's playing freaking Mr. Completely, like sh- melting faces He's standing right there, destroying it. It's still light outside, which that's weird, but whatever. I don't care. And of course we're standing up. Well, of course we are. <laughs> yeah. Like, of course we're standing up. And, I mean, we're doing what we're doing. We're, you know, getting down on it. 
And after a lull, the end of a, t- a song or whatever, excuse me, man. Hey, man, you guys mind shitting down? We're trying to, we'd like to see the band. And I turn around and there's, you know, two couples, both mulleted, <laughs> shirtless T-shirts, I mean, sleeveless T-shirts, just sitting there. And I'm like, there's a whole fucking empty pavilion right here. And you get in your seat and tell the people that are interested in the act in front of you to sit down. I was just like, wow, like the audacity of that. So we just actually just moved like so that we weren't in front of someone. Else. Right. Yeah. And you could continue standing up. Um, and uh, but Patty was great that night. Amazing. He was great live. Great live show. And that's really good live. Yeah. That's a big thing with me, obviously, because I've seen people that I like that suck live. And some people, the I've seen Steely Dan before, and I was also told to sit down during <laughs> Steely Dan, which is funny too. Um, and uh, yet, yeah, no great live. But I don't want this to be lost in the shuffle. We also lost one of my favorite King of the Hill characters, and that would be Lucky, mm. who was in fact voiced by Tom Petty. Yeah. And if you have not seen King of the Hill, you're ridiculous. But if you have, you will know Lucky as being famous for having gone into the Winco and slipped on the PP and got his settlement <laughs> monies. And that's like what he did. <laughs> like That's what he did when you ask Lucky what he did. Well, you see, I hurt my back. Uh, and that's why I was going into the Winco, slipped on PPs and got my settlement monies. And that's why I'm here. And uh, what's weird is that um, Lucky, who ends up marrying Luann, Luann Platter, um, Luann Platter was, of course, voiced by Brittany Murphy. Mm. And so a moment of silence for them both. (laughs) For that family. Because we have lost both of them. Uh, Another thing that Petty did that was spectacular was he, like Bob Dylan, hosted a radio show on Sirius XM for a while. And it was a... Uh, uh, like a B-side show, I want to say. Now, I'm coming at this without having looked this up or what the name of it was. Not Tom Petty Radio, as in how Sirius XM will have a station that's devoted to that person. And right. Maybe or- they will voice things. No, this was early on um, Sirius XM. Uh, I can't remember which one of the stations, but Dylan, like I said, did another one. Dylan did one of my favorite radio shows I've ever heard in my entire life. And um, I'd like to talk more about that at some point. But Petty did a a B-sides, just him kicking back playing records. And it was great. And he had a great voice. And, um, you know. He was balls to the wall. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that I feel, you know, up until a couple of days ago, I feel was a little, I won't say unappreciated, but underappreciated. You I think? think a little he bit. Sold eighty million but records. No, no, no. I, 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 and and he certainly had a lot of hits, but I, I don't think people appreciated just how unique of a musician he was, <clears throat> and how he had this, you know, very singular style and sound and i think a lot of that you know in in a way 
it's I mean it's it's the way that it goes with anybody who passes away unexpectedly you suddenly see oh you know here's what he meant to all these different people and here are all these articles about him and um here are all the different things about him so I guess that's just part of the part of how it goes but um yeah I I would encourage anyone who hasn't heard you know, has it really dug into Petty any farther than what you hear on classic rock radio or, you know, Free Fallen or Mary Jane's Last Dance? Both, you know, both good songs, but there's a lot of stuff out there that's really... Oh my gosh, he was Really deep. interesting. He was really good at that. And yeah. That's a hard thing to find a lot of times, uh, is someone who, like, playability of an album is, is crucial and difficult to find. Um, and And he put out really good genre type stuff, but um, had the kind of thing where it could be on and go and you didn't weren't like, man, this sucks. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. What's fascinating is, yeah, I, I right after I heard the news, I got in my car. I still have a, a little book of CDs in there, like from when I was, you know, in high school or something. I still have a, a zip up case of CDs in my car just in case. And I have... Um, kind of like a double album of just a lot of petty hits. And when you roll through that thing, you're like, these are all undeniably him, but they, they all sound so different. Like his songs just range from, you know, a song like American girl, which is just a very like really catchy rock song to something like don't come around here no more. Or some of the other more bizarre songs that he's, that he's got that, have a completely different sound, a completely different feel to them. Yeah. Um, and by the way, the Tom Petty show was Tom Petty's Buried Treasure, um, which, again, would imply B-sides mm-hmm. on the great yeah. 212. Um, you know, I might actually do a little bit of digging and see if I can find some of find some audio on that. Well, the cool thing about that stuff is the way that they deliver. Like, this is the reason that I like this record, or right, yeah. It's there's they personalize it in a way, right? And there's nothing cooler than hearing super cool people tell super cool stories. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, have you seen the the Mike Judge has a new animated show out, the Tales from the Road. No. Which is basically like rock and roll stories animated. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's real cool. Um, But yeah, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, when you start thinking about who's next and that kind of thing, I mean, can't can't be that far away from someone like Dylan being gone. Sure. Um, And there's a... uh there's a really good petty documentary running down a dream um, out there. It may be on Netflix. I think it was at one point. Um, check that thing out. It's super fascinating. Yeah. If you can find, I've got a mixed DVD of all of his, or not all of his, but most of his music videos, which is another great trip. If you ever just wanted to, I like to throw that thing on if I'm just chilling at the house or if there's a some people over and we just need some background noise, I'll throw that DVD on and just let it roll. And they're all so bizarre. Um, you know, even the more standard ones are just have this really weird tilt to them that's uniquely Tom Petty's vision. So that's well, rad. Yeah, it's cool. Good dude. Good dude. Hate to, you know, I mean, he left he left behind a lot of stuff, but uh, hate to see them go 
Yeah, that no. early. So I was thinking, um, and mainly because this is actually out there, but I don't know how much I've actually talked to you about the theme time radio. We had any conversations about that? Mm, I don't remember. Really? <laughs> Maybe. So theme time radio was Bob Dylan's show on oh, Sirius I think, I think I think we played couple of things from that i think maybe that i, I maybe sent played you for me. yeah a link or something saying hey you need to check this out yeah that it um was a show based around like one single topic in fact like the first one would be weather mm-hmm. and it would be him telling like a cool little story about something related to him Tom Petty wrote a song about the weather in, in 1950. It went like this, and then he'd play the tune or whatever. And yeah. Then he'd come back, and he'd be. But the um, Halloween one's really cool because he, he. That's got to be the one that I've heard. Yeah. He's once upon a midnight dreary while I wondered we can weary. Yeah. <laughs> so so studs Edgar Allan Poe's famous poem, The Raven. Chuck Berry wrote a song about a raven, like to hear it, it goes. So that's a reduction of how great it is. But um, it's actually available um, free for download. Um, and it's spectacular. Um, so maybe I'll show people how to do that. Um, so I think I'm going to, Ellie and I are going to go to a, a cemetery right now. And we're rock on. We're going to sacrifice a goat. You're gonna, uh, Ellie, you have to Ellie stab li- a knife in the middle of a grave at midnight. and Ellie lived in Denton and has never been to the Goatman Bridge. Really? Oh, we need to go. I know. Ellie, we, we need to go. We need to go now. Like, now things need to happen. It's bright outside. <clears throat> One of these nights, instead of coming up here to record, we need to, we need to take a drive out to Goatman Bridge and roll some tape out there. Dude, I'm so effing down... I'm so down with that. Why? But like, we need to do it. Like, we can't just say we're going to do it. We need to do no, it. No, yeah, we need to do it. I can't believe you've never been. And dude, like, Megan would like to go do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. She said I, I she always, doesn't want to go to Goatman Bridge. I always feel like I'm keeping you from your wife whenever you were doing this now. <laughs> I feel like she's she's like. She's, she's sitting at home tapping her watch. Seriously. Does she know what the hell we do? Don't you know who we are? Mm. Yeah, so um, I think that... Uh, Where are you going to go? Is there a place around here? Well, I was just about to tell you that we were um, getting a bite before we came over here. Like We left here and went and got a bite and then came back to record. And mm-hmm. um, it's one of our favorite little watering holes around here. It has good food and merriment. And an outside patio that's large. And um, there's a guy that we know there that named Joe. And he, uh, we were talking and discussing. He has a friend who's really into the paranormal. And if he knew any places maybe that he had heard of that I didn't know. And and he mentioned a couple of places that I obviously knew. And then he was trying to tell me about this little place that was uh, over by the tollway. And um, I noticed there was this woman who was real gaunt and 
dressed oddly, maybe in that she just had pajama bottoms on and maybe um, like a tank top or whatever. And she she walked behind us as we're sitting around this bar. And the reason that she had caught my attention was she walked over to where Joe was and then walked back behind us like I got the feeling like she was messed up. Okay. Like I got the feeling like she may have been taking some of those Brazilian turkey drugs. <laughs> right. And um, and so I immediately am like, who the fuck is this weirdo? Uh-huh. Like she doesn't look like she knows where she's going. She doesn't look like she knows why she's there. And she has this really like manic look about her. Like she's kind of turning jerkily looking around. And I'm not real sure what she's looking for. And and this is a place where a lot of the business community in the area go there to have after hours cocktails. And so there are some nice looking women who come and stand next to me at the bar and wish that they could stand there longer. Sure. And why not? One of these people actually uh, wanted to try one of the specialty drinks that they have there that's frozen, frozen cocktail of sorts. So she she's getting the schooner of it, you know. She I guess she liked it, and she's getting the schooner, and I'm like, man, that was really good, you know. And we know obviously the people that work there, and, and you know, I'm just constantly just talking shit to them, and um, I noticed that she this girl walks away with that schooner, and, and there's like a cup of this drink there, and I'm like, somebody somebody having that. What is that? Because it's basically like a glass of this. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, she tried it. She took a sip of it. I was like, and this was so weird the way that this went. I was like, you think, do you, you think it's okay if I have it? She's like, yeah, you can have it. And I was like, do you think it's safe? Do you think maybe she had hepatitis? And right when I said hepatitis, I see this thing behind Ellie, between Ellie and Joe. The pajama creature. And... She like looked at me when I said hepatitis and she's like, I'd use a straw. And when she said I'd use a straw, I'm looking her in the face as I would do to any normal human. Yeah. And she had, she had like bangs. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know how to say this, but like, are you, you saw this? She had too many fucking teeth for her mouth. But the crazy thing was, was like, a lot of them were sharp. Uh, like filed? Um, like people do? Um, may, maybe. Yeah. Um, it, it was uh, re- repulsive <laughs> and, and frightening. And I realized that she's insisting on talking to us at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, um, can I get a straw? And I'm... Seriously, so put out by what I had just witnessed that um, I did not touch that drink. I, yeah. mean, I was done at yeah. that point. And she actually sits next to me in between Joe and I. We have like a space, which is where Ellie was sitting. So there's like myself, Ellie, open stool, Joe. And and Ellie had gotten up to get her food, and she comes back, and this creature is in the area of her seat and the empty seat, which means she's basically taking up that area. Right, yeah, you're not going to sit down with your food next to that. And I'm still trying to have this conversation with Joe, 
about places that are haunted or whatever. And this thing sits in between us. So I am now forced to look in its direction as um, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with Joe. And he's talking. And seriously, it was like those those pictures of like Trump eclipsing Obama. <laughs> That's the way it looked. She was like leaning like, in. It was like Joe is talking over here and then he goes away and it's her. And she's like, hey. <laughs> and I'm not saying that she looked like Smeagol, but she kind of looked like Gollum. Yeah. And. Ellie is so put out that she sits down to my left now. So Ellie's to my left. So I'm trying to pay attention to like, how can I be sure that she like, it's cool. Like I thought you were just going to get a drink and now it looks like maybe you're kind of thinking that you're sitting here now. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know that that's okay Yeah, because I'm terrified of you and you won't stop like inserting yourself into what we are doing. And she had this real, uh, um, the reason that I waited to tell you until this point is that there were a lot of qualities about her that seemed that she was a tortured soul. Um, One might even go so far as to say that if someone was to tell you that she was possessed, you could probably agree that it would happen um, or could have had happened. And, And here's more proof of that. She does, in fact, get herself something to drink. She gets one of those big-ass fruity drinks. Like, she had almost like a double row of teeth situation up top, at least, like, in the front part. And and I saw her in profile, and it weirded me out a little bit more. Like, you know how, like, some, like, how, like, when they show, like, what a great white shark will do when it's, like, its teeth like are in its mouth right they but then it like shoot out yeah yeah, yeah. it sort of like expands out and yeah. its lips come back at the same time so it's like oh shit man you know like it, it's the richard dreyfus and jaws it's a killing machine and showing you how it saws and cuts and mm-hmm. will destroy you and um I, I'm, I'm still joe is I think he's trying to talk again. This is like a 15 second situation and I get up and I'm a terrible friend for doing this. I get up and leave Ellie and go around the thing and sit down next to Joe on the other side of him. And now Ellie is sitting over there by herself. And apparently me vacating the area has allowed her to have some sort of room Again, more room. You would think at this point you realize that you have cleared out <laughs> right, a situation out a, at the bar. A stool on either side of you. But it gets better. So I go around to Joe and I'm like, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. It's really loud. And what the hell? Like, I'm kind of like trying to catch my breath over here and not look. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried about Ellie. But Ellie starts very smartly acting like she's talking on the phone and eating it's a good move yeah she's eating no, her salad and she's, she's holding a phone mm-hmm. yeah i've heard that before and uh jo- joe and our are, are, and she goes are you he's trying to tell me about where this place is that's close to us that's haunted and she's like are you, I, I know a place that's haunted uh, if there's a place that's haunted and that's where you want to go i know of it it's called carver road and i'm and 
Joe and I are both kind of like nodding our head and he's definitely nicer than me at this point. And like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And, and I look kind of towards her and she's like, it's in Virginia. Mm. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you know, if you have a visit there, um, are you some sort of invest- investigator or something? N- no, no, not really. But just why do you, why do you like things that are haunted? And uh, oh, I, I don't know. And I distract myself with uh, the bartender. And then I see her say something to Ellie. And she goes all the way across the patio. And dude, she had a triple kid fucking stroller, push stroller on the bar patio at Fuzzy's that had a child that was like almost three in the bottom compartment of it that had a pacifier in it and just looked like a gigantic baby because it was like so... That had been just hanging out there the entire time? Across the room. (laughs) Like, I don't understand what had happened there. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she... Because, again, I told you, she was wandering around acting all weird. Yeah. And then... So she pushes this... And it's a fucking monstrosity of a stroller that's got a tiny baby in it, a middle baby... And a big baby, no, so and all that, three like, were a toddler. Yeah, and she pushes the bitch up next to the bar and sits there with her drink, and then she's good to go. But she turns her back on her kids and turns around and proceeds. This is so fucking weird, and I don't know how much of this you heard. But this is when we started texting you and I back and forth because I can't even. Um, Remember what it was that I said something along the lines of, and I was talking to Joe that, did you see this or that or like football or baseball or something? Mm -hmm. And she was like, that happened. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, dude, I don't know what's been going on. My friend was murdered. Yeah. Murdered. Uh, He murdered just the other day. And at this point, I'm like, like, I've got like a droning in my ear kind of thing going on. And again, remember, I don't want to look at this thing because it has like demon mouth, man. I don't know what else to fucking say. And I'm not trying to be mean like, oh, she had a box of rocks. No, it was like otherworldly. Yeah. And. There were so many things going on. I actually took a couple of notes on my phone because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to remember. Did you see her? Is this as you remember it? Did you see her tattoo on her back that said something along the lines of step off? She had a tattoo and cursive in the middle of her back that said step off. I love this person. And um, I mean, there are people there that have a lot of ink, a lot of ink. And they show a lot of ink. Mm-hmm. And it's cool and everything. No. Step off. But she's talking about how her friend was murdered. And Jesus. I'm just like, I didn't hear oh that my God. All. No. Well, you were all the way over there. And so I'm like, Jesus, it's terrible. That's like the last thing I think I said to her. Because all of a sudden, it was like this. It was like, 
like my energy started going towards her Mm -hmm. and I could feel it. And I'm convinced, dude, I'm convinced that whether she knew it or not, that's what she was doing. Something was going on with her. She's like a psychic vampire or some shit. Energy vampire. Yeah, Yeah. Like in the wandering around the bar kind of thing, like to, you know, the old lady, I could feel you from the parking lot kind of bit. Yeah. Like she honed in on my shit, you know? And I mean, like I said, because of the time of the year that it is, I'm, I'm on fire right now. Like I'm, it's coming out a lot. And she, I literally felt it with this. That was, friend was murdered. (laughs) And I, I, into my drink, God, that's terrible. (laughs) And Joe starts to, he's like, lights a cigarette and just kind of, oh, yeah. And then I heard this line, which cracked me up, but she goes, and you know, this is how they do. This is how an energy vampire will get you. She follows up the story about how she's been devastated and because of her friend being murdered, she mentioned something else about a knee injury. Mm -hmm. And then she tells Joe, have you heard about, have you heard about the shootings? No, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shootings. The f- no idea what you're saying. And and I think Joe was like, in Las Vegas? Yeah. Well, again, like I said, I've been m- murdered. What did I write down about this bitch? Okay. Strange things afoot. Woman at fuzzies with kids. Said friend was murdered. Demon teeth. Talked about the shooting haunted Virginia crazy. <laughs> Those are the only notes I could. And I was. I'm I'm not kidding you. Like this is a situation and I have done this many times before where like I would I should have taken a picture of this thing. But dude, I'm afraid it wouldn't have shown up in the picture. Right. Yeah. It would have been like a blurred a blurred image or something like that. And And I don't know if maybe because of the time of the year it is or just because of who I am today. That I wasn't a week ago. I don't know. I didn't give a shit that there were kids in that fucking stroller. And I generally give a shit. Let me just tell you this. The last time we were over there two weeks ago, it was quite hot. Like they had the misters out. And someone noticed, someone came in from the parking lot and said, there's a dog in that car out there. The window is cracked, but it's 90 degrees the yeah. dog is like, get me the fuck out of here, you know? And so me and this black dude that worked there are like, oh, hell no. They start going around looking for who owns this thing or can we get this dog out? And I just announced to the crowd like, hey, you know, if this is your dog, not cool. Get the dog out of the car. This is a dog friendly patio. There are bowls of, for water right here. Mm-hmm. Come do something about this animal. And then this black lady walked up to me and she's like, I'm so, I, we didn't know we were going to stay. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's not cool. Quit perpetuating the myth about your race that you hate animals. <laughs> I threw that big of a fit 
right? That that dog was in that hot car. Yeah. Like those kids were traveling with a fucking slender woman demon. And I could give a shit. I was like, Ellie, I was like, let's get, let's get, let's get the tab. Like I'm about to, I'm showing her, like I had just got a cocktail when she vamped. Yeah. And so I was like trying to get it done and they pour them heavy over there and I'm trying, Ellie's, get the fuck, we're texting back and forth. I'm like, what the I was like, I'm, I, I was honestly, I was like, that's the first thing that I said though. I was like, I'm not trying to be mean. But like those teeth, what? Yeah. I'm bizarre. I don't think I'll ever forget those teeth. No, that's be in my nightmares. That's the horrible thing about it. I bet you the color went out of my face when she opened <laughs> when her you mouth. You saw that? I'm not kidding, yeah. and I'm not being mean. No, it was like, like overcrowding it, in that it mouth. It was. The way that those voices sound and people that are possessed, mm-hmm. like they don't belong in the body that they're in. Yeah. Those teeth were the same way. Yeah, yeah. That's what was going on there. And um, I think that had I been like a different time in my life, she probably would have gotten it all out of me. Like I probably would have just been like fascinated with her weirdness. Whoa. And I've seen some shit, man. I I mean, I've seen some shit and that was some shit. And I'm telling you, when I walked around to get Ellie so that we could go, I had to pass between the fucking child taxi that she has there and the table that's sitting there. And I look at the dude who's sitting at this table who I've never seen before in my life. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. And he's like, he gives me the same look like. I think it was her husband. No. Yeah, she was there with her husband and he like walked off and she like was still sitting there with us. You're telling me I looked at her husband and said, What the? No, no, no. It was her husband. No, because she said while she was talking to Joe something about her fiance, but it was not her fiance is here right now. She said to me, though, when he like walked by and she was like talking to him and she was like, Oh, that's my husband. He's so he's like so weird or something, and like he left. I don't okay, know if he left or even, what, but that was weird. That's even fucking creepier because I looked that dude square in the face and was like, "What the fuck is up with this situation?" And he was like, <laughs> "Like he doesn't know." Like he was like, well, "Yeah, maybe it was a different guy." No, it was that down. guy at that fucking table right there. No, yeah, I mean, like later on was sitting there because when we first got there, she was sitting there with this guy. Like they were sitting together. And the baby carriage was like on the other side. Yeah, away, I swear to God. Away from the bar. And that was like after she called her little toddler a butthole. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie texts me that she heard her call her child a She's butthole. Like, you playing with my keys, a little butthole? And I was like, oh. That's so disgusting. And I looked disgusting. down and I was like, that oh, is not a, that's a giant baby you got there. That's what I'm saying though. Like that guy that was sitting at that table, he was kind of. Tall and skinny, sitting by himself with a beer. Oh, it must have been a different guy then. He must have left because he walked by and she was talking to him, and he she was like, "What did he look like?" He ha- he uh, he had like a white and yeah. white something shirt mm-hmm. on, like mm-hmm. a plaid shirt or something. 
Mm. He like walked by and walked in, and I guess he left or something. I thought it was a weirdest yeah. thing that she Lucky, like was standing yeah, it, in smart my, by guide. my seat. Get the fuck and out! And then of like there. sat really? down there, and I was like, "Aren't you sitting over yeah. there?" Every person Weird. that was in that vicinity bounced. And the crazy thing is, did That's you notice true. what happened when I got up? Joe had gotten up from sitting next to her and gone around me. <laughs> Because someone else had said, like, she's like leapfrogging. Dude, I'm telling you, it's crazy, like, in retrospect, because when it was actually happening, I was like, but looking back at it, it was like a black hole appeared. It was weird. And and everything was like, (laughs) and the only other time that uh, I've witnessed that kind of a situation is like being at a show Mm -hmm. and being psychotroped and someone that's like all right, yeah. spastic or some wook comes into an area like you and your buddies are jamming and then just a gigantic wook monster runs right into you and just stands there like he's gonna stand one foot away from you and you have to say keep it moving wook and push his ass out of here like yeah i know we're at a hippie thing but come on you're not fucking standing on me while yeah. we're sitting here <laughs> Like that kind of thing I've witnessed where people have just been like weirded out by somebody coming into our space mm-hmm. while some weird shit is happening. But this was a bomb. But you didn't find out where the cemetery is. Yeah. Frankfurt in the tollway. Okay. Um, so up the tollway to Frankfurt, take a right bridge country club. Okay. I know that. It's a tiny one next to, like, bordering, what does that be, Preston Hollow? Up that far? Maybe, no. No, Frankfurt. Tollway, Frankfurt, East, Frankfurt. Yeah. To Bridge. I don't know. Well, I'm eager to see what happens. Let me just tell you, man, like, you have to be careful out there. Like they walk among us. Mm-hmm. These things. That sounds. I'm not trying to be me. Like I am funny because I'm a funny guy, but I'm not trying to be funny. Like whatever the fuck was going on there. No, it was weird. It it wasn't. It was not good. Right. And you know that gif. That spooky gif, have you seen? Or the spooky gif? Spooky gif is the Halloween peanut butter. I don't know if you had it. Peanuts in it is black. Mm-hmm. Um, of the guy who's walking up the stairs and there's that like thing like that's bigger than him kind of floating and yelling at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a ghost. Yeah. Like she had the mouth of that hag that you see in pictures creepy people put on instagram right you're like oh fuck no yeah like when someone draws like, something with like a giant mouth yeah with sharp ass fucking teeth dude they were like, gnarly like the more i'm thinking yeah. about it matt it's more it, it's more it's messing with me more <laughs> because that that representation of that Mm. Well, I'm going to get our plugs in. We might as well do that now. 
Yeah, man. And then I'm hungry. I also want to say, um, we were talking about Flipboard a little bit earlier. Yeah. And if you don't have the app Flipboard, it's excellent. That's great. Um, I introduced Matt to it. It's Mm -hmm. a great way to look at news, but you actually have magazines that you subscribe to. And there is an OK Talk Flipboard magazine where a lot of the stories, such as the ones that you have heard today, can be found mm-hmm. um, there. I've uh, A lot of the stuff that ends up getting posted on our Facebook page, I find through Flipboard. It's a great way to just sort through weird news, and um, they surface a lot of really interesting articles there. Yeah, and and, and you can kind of separate stuff out. I have, uh, like I have a magazine that I just call Eat. Mm-hmm. And it's just all food shit, obviously. And pictures of vaginas. Right. Things to eat. So, yeah, you can follow us, facebook.com oh slash OKTalkShow. What's that? Do you find it? Is that her? Ellie. You can't say, I don't Did know you if you can find your picture? Holy shit. It might as well be. Am I wrong? No. Oh, post that. my God. That's the banner image for this. Maybe if they were more yellow. But, well, this is a black <laughs> and white photo. That was the other thing, too, man. Like, the front row was a different color. Ugh. Dude, there was space between. That's bizarre. What's crazy is, Matt, it looked like, like right here... It looked like she had normal teeth right here, and there were fangs growing out underneath them. Like, there was more teeth growing in, and so those normal teeth were, like, getting pushed up out and, and overtaken. That's bizarre. Th- that shit happened. I want to see this person. I'm very curious. Dude, be careful what the fuck you wish for, because uh, no. a minute ago I was thinking, hey, let's go back over there and watch some of this football game because we can't get NBC here and I'm tired of streaming it illegally on the interwebs. <laughs> um, what if she was still there with the kids right now? Like I wouldn't be surprised. Later? I would not be surprised. Obviously, she has the kids. Does that mean but we have to venture back What's there? really fucked up is what if the kids are just bait? Yeah. You get caught by them. I, can't, I I didn't even think about that Joe leapfrogged out of that bitch too, man. Like he went the other way. That happened. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, Facebook.com slash OK Talk Show. You can follow us there. Give us a like. Like our stuff. Share it. Comment on it. A lot of interesting posts. Uh, again, if you comment there and, you know, we'll we'll seek out people's reactions to things and talk about them on the show so again facebook.com slash okay talk show twitter.com slash okay talk show same story there find us there send us a uh, comment reply to us at us send us any of your creepy stories are we officially at a point in our time where we can say at us slash us maybe i don't think we can can we (laughs) because everything's different yeah um Instagram, we are OK Talk Podcast on Instagram. And of course, you can reach us the more traditional route via email at OK Talk Podcast at gmail.com. 
send us any of your stories any if you've seen this multi-toothed demon in your fuzzies uh, let us know we'd love to hear about it and um of course you find us on itunes google play stitcher tune in any other place that podcasts are if they're if we're not on a place that you like to use if we're not on a service that you like to use please let us know that and we will get that rectified as quickly as possible go on itunes leave us a rating and review five star ratings please if you like the show that's a huge benefit to us go do that now if you're listening on on uh, itunes that's uh, the easiest thing in the world just go to our page on itunes and give us a five star review and leave us a comment leave us uh let people know what they should think about okay talk and okay talk show i've completely fucked myself up over that again i almost like suppressed it because i felt like we had business to attend to Mm -hmm. but now it's haunting you again yeah especially when you start to think like the the this the pointy teeth thing dude like and it's a uh almost like an imagery thing that you see a lot oh sure kind of don't it's out there yeah all right we good? No. <laughs> don't get eaten by the I don't th- by the vampire. No. Um I don't think you understand we're not good. We're not okay. <laughs>
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.